Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the FCS Football Podcast presented by the Believe Podcast Network. A rare open from myself, Sean Anderson, joined by Joe DeLeon via our Discord channel in New Jersey. Joseph has been lecturing me about the restrictions that have been put on New Jersey, which I support being put on Virginia. So with that extra time, Joe... I don't know if you got a chance this last weekend, this uh, on Sunday, to watch ESPN 8's The Ocho, their presentation of it. Did uh, I did not, and it's ironic that you point out that you you opened by talking about the current restrictions in regard to the coronavirus, and then immediately translating it to how you left your house and got into a 30-minute Uber drive to go s- watch it with someone else. It was so. my most polite Uber drive ever. I didn't say a word. He didn't say a word. I didn't touch anything. He didn't look back. It was all just business. Well, did you wear a mask? No, I didn't, but he was. Mm. Oh, interesting. Now, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to give my breakdown of the Ocho because I am a big fan of all of the non-major sports sports, the backyard games, Anything that can be played on the water or in a very small court. A stupid game that you would play your buddies in for a sandwich. So, (laughs) I watched 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 events on Sunday. Bits and pieces of some. And then I did not want to watch the Bratwurst Eating Championship. So, that's when I filled in on a couple other sports. But I started off with the cornhole replay from Fort Lauderdale. I saw a couple of the guys that have actually thrown against in D.C. that went down there. Electric really? as always. I'm a cornhole. You know, that's my biggest hobby outside of work and while being home is playing bags. So I very much enjoyed that really good competition that I was seeing. And then we went to the Spikeball College Championship. And one thing I didn't know about Spikeball was that the – Participants use a lot of finger tape and wrist tape uh, to, I guess, protect themselves to get a better grip on the ball. That was annoying me. Uh, there were a lot of faults in the serving because they're just serving it so hard, and it, I, I couldn't. I, it was almost unbearable because it would be miss serve, miss serve point, miss serve, miss serve point. It wasn't enough of the rally action that I would have preferred if I was seeing maybe a notch down in the in the true talent. And they were also playing on a hardwood floor in a gymnasium. It was a competition between the University of Georgia and Texas A&M. And the best thing about spike ball is that you can lay out and you can do whatever you have to do. I mean, it's keep the balloon in the air, no matter, as a metaphor for the actual ball, do whatever you can. So they're let people lay out. It's great on the beach because you're not getting hurt. You can get up fast, all that. And then the hardwood floor, you see some of these guys lay out. You're like, ah, that, that, that hurts. You could see it visibly on their faces. So it was confusing to see that played in a gymnasium. Next, I tuned in to the 1998 Putt-Putt Championships. Uh, it, oh, which these was, went back far. I didn't, I didn't realize yeah, it that. Was, it was a lot of replayed uh, events. Uh, actually, all of these were old events, which I still enjoyed. Um the Putt-Putt Championships was fine. Um, they were hyping up this one guy who was playing on his home course, and he grew up on that course. He didn't win one event or one dollar, so that that was a little uh, embarrassing for him, even though it was 22 years ago. Then I tuned into Stone Skipping Joe, 
and I'm I'm fond of stone skipping. I like it. Uh, just if I'm down on a lake and I'm fishing or something like that, I'll skip some rocks. It's fun. These buffoons conducted stone skipping championships in whatever year. Might have been 2003. On an ocean, or maybe I, one of the windiest Great Lakes, I couldn't I don't believe understand, it. I don't understand how you can be competitive in stone skipping. Is it like the furthest you throw it's it? It's the or? most skips, and the, the the broadcasters are like, "Oh, this guy, you know, he averages 40, 40 skips a throw. You know, he's a legend." And then he goes and throws like a three skipper because it hits a wave, and the we're just sitting here like, "Oh, so." Uh, we're watching the NBA players in in twenty pound lead shoes. It, it, it so <laughs> hindered the experience where I just wanted to see greatness. After that hamburger hamburger eating contest, um, which uh, which featured I guess a hamburger brand called Crystal. Joe, have you ever had a Crystal burger? Uh, no, that sounds gross. Yeah, it was back in two thousand six, and it was I don't know. I watched the. I guess, amateur event, and I said, okay, I'm done with this. I don't want to see a whole bunch of slop dripping off of these people's faces. I then tuned into the Stupid Robot Fighting League, which is what they call it, which is basically two people uh, making puppets out of trash, and then they control them with the purpose to knock the other... Wait, is it a puppet, puppet. though, or is it a remote-controlled it, it, robot? No, 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 it's all done with, with poles. So they're controlling each arm and leg... With their own hands and legs. It's a ventriloquism fight that they call robots, which is, I I couldn't stand it. And it was just so messy. And then everybody, you just couldn't track it. I didn't like it. That was off in about five minutes. Then, Joe. Likewise to the stone skipping, I was watching the cherry pit spitting event, which is new to me. But they conducted it outside and you could visibly see wind. So yet again, if there's bad wind, you don't get to see how far these true competitors can spit a cherry pit. I mean, some of them were getting pretty good distance. One guy got 46 feet with the roll. Jeez. But it, it's still, like, he probably could have got 50 without the wind. Do Hold it inside. Uh, arm wrestling came on after that. That was always fun. Just uh-huh. guys just doing their thing. I enjoyed that. Then the Golden Tee Championship, which, again, replay from sometime back in the early 2000s. That was fine, you know, nothing nothing special about it for me. And then the grand finale of when I stopped watching, the Tetris Championships. It was my favorite event of the day. It was they electric. Had Tetris? It was Joe. I'm telling you. There was a 16-year-old guy named Green Tea that took down a grand master from Japan in, in the in the semis. It was insane. And then it's going into the championship and everyone's just watching it just enamored with how well they are building and getting the tetrises and you're watching the scores and it's it's so close the whole time it, it was my favorite thing to watch on tv that entire day how do you determine a winner is it whoever scores the most points yeah it's whoever scores the most points has the lead which is getting more tetrises which is getting a total of four uh rows cleared in one time and then it's then whoever lasts the longest because then the huh. games really start speeding up, and then if you make two wrong moves, then you're basically done. I really, really enjoyed my day of the Ojo Joe. I, I, I highly recommend ESPN to air at least another one in the next coming month, hopefully. Oh, they are definitely 
going to do so. There is nothing else to put on other than doing this again. They're I mean, definitely going to do it again. It was just really nice Saturday viewing. Sunday viewing. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm a big Ocho fan. Now, Joe. Yes. Do you know what else I'm a fan of? LinkedIn. I'm a fan of LinkedIn because that is the exact resource as to how we got this job with the Believe Podcast Network. You're very right. The perfect hire, a.k.a. the FCS Football Podcast, ah. can have an impact on your business, Believe Podcast Network, you see? I see how we're working it, folks, <laughs> for years to come. Well, you know, contract's up in a couple couple weeks, but, you know, hopefully we'll get it years. I think and it's already the up. only <laughs> place to, to find the perfect hire is on LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. LinkedIn also looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn and why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. My experience, five out of five. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. I love having sponsors and doing reads for Mm. companies and resources that I very much enjoy. I also enjoy another edition of our FCS football team season review, recap, preview, all of it, Joe. And the team that I have now chosen today. The most random one you can think of. Well, they were in the... Oh, you you think they're random. I think they're electric. I I don't think they're random. I just... I I I don't think that I think they were a bit of a flash in the pan. I don't think they're going to see the same success. But continue your analysis. Southeastern Louisiana. Last year, I don't think a lot of people know this. They threw for more yards than anybody else in the FCS. Fifth in total yardage and tenth in touchdowns. This team was an offensive juggernaut. Keep the scheme. I know you're going to lose a couple players on offense, which is going to be a big difference in the next season i'm about to get to that but if you see such great offensive production across the entire nation like that it gives me excitement because we might be able to get to see that again now what they need to improve on for the next season it's the defense they ranked very very poorly last year in comparison to other fcs teams 124th in the nation in passing yards given up that's third to last if i'm correct 86th in the nation in points per game given up. And this was a playoff team. This team made a playoffs with... They couldn't stop anybody from passing on them. They made the playoffs. It's the true Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde team in Southeast Louisiana. And if they could put it together next year, I got them going back to the playoffs, Joe. You think they're a flash in the pan. I think you bring in the right recruits. You you keep on working. You'll see him in the playoffs again. Well, continue to your next point because what you're about to point out, why things aren't going to be fixed defensively. So continue to explaining all the stuff that they're losing. you might not think they're they're fixed, but maybe you get – okay, never mind. 
They're losing 22 seniors on the team. They're losing their starting quarterback in Chazon Virgil. Uh, Chazon Virgil. Chazon, pardon me. They're they're losing running back Devontae Williams. uh, If you don't know that name exactly, it's number one on their team, and he is a true jitterbug running back. Joe and I both enjoyed his style of play a lot. They're losing six defensive backs, five defensive linemen, and two linebackers. So their defense is getting scrapped from the veteran depth side. They have picked up two three-star safeties in Kevin Bickham and Jacoby Wells. Two, I guess that's their two, hopefully, starters in the upcoming season. Three stars. You hope they can make an immediate impact. But, Joe, you're not wrong. They're losing a lot of veteran depth, and they're losing, I would say, their two best offensive weapons. Yeah, you're losing key contributors on offense, but you just named six defensive backs, five defensive linemen, and two linebackers. Even if all those guys aren't key contributors, that's a huge hit for a team that was porous defensively last year. They had a lot of problems, as you discussed. Their offense made up for it, but now you're losing your best running back. You're losing all these defensive guys. Can you still maintain that same offensive productivity at the same time replace those guys that are leaving? Those guys might not have been super quality starters, but you're still going to have issues transitioning to less experienced players on the defensive side of the ball. And I don't really think it's it's much of a guarantee for three-star recruits to step in and play right away. We, we both know that for a fact that uh, we had a couple of three-star guys in our recruiting class, and I don't think either of them started and played their first year with us at the University of Rhode Island. So there's well, a chance did. that those... At UNH, or was that second year? Quad didn't play until his You're right. second year. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Quad, Quad didn't, and neither did. Um, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Is it Tennessee? He's at Tennessee oh, right Jameer. now. He's a three star. Yeah, J- Jameer also did not play because he had an injury. But besides the point, I don't know if I can really be that confident in this team to take a step forward. The team that I'm going to highlight, and I'm not going te- to say too much, although actually it's in the title, Northern Iowa, who I'm going to highlight, and I'm going to get to it in a second. They're reloading and still returning a bunch of important starters. That's what you look for a team that's going to take that step forward. The reason why I'm saying that they're going to be a flash in the pan is that you're losing too much. You're, there's too many signs here that they're taking a step back. Well, Joe, do you know what is not a flash in the plan, a pan? True classic tease. True classic tease. Another beautiful sponsor for the Believe Podcast Network. If you like t-shirts i'm sitting in a raggedy loose rhode island football sweatshirt right now that's falling down way too low on my chest line i need a new wardrobe and i'm sure a lot of the listeners do too i know you do i know who listens to this show you need some new t-shirts true classic tees can provide that for you they are cheap they are well made and they're classic. They look good. It's it's not something that's going to draw a whole bunch of attention to yourself. And you're not going to be super flashy. But you will look well put together in these t-shirts. You see it. And it's not just the models that we're looking at on the website. You can see this type of style working for you. I can see it working for myself and Joe. I'm excited that they are on with us. If you go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout, believe, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's believe. B-L-E-A-V at TrueClassicTees.com. You can get a nice little discount on these already really well-priced T-shirts. Now, Joe. So, the, yes, the team that I am going to be highlighting for our 
continued offseason breakdowns is Northern Iowa, and it's a team that I am super excited about because once I did a bit of a deep dive looking at the roster, things and guys that are leaving, it, it makes me really excited to see what they're going to have going for them next year. They were so good defensively last year. A ton of games where they held opponents to around uh, 10 or so yards, and or, or 10 or so points, rather. Yards would be immaculate if they end up doing that, but... They had a lot of really stout defensive games, and even in the playoffs, uh, you also have to talk about the fact that they held JMU to 17 points, but they were not able to score offensively. I also really like the fact that they had, had a ton of parity with rushing the ball and using a couple different guys. Trevor Allen is leaving, but you still are returning some other contributors, including uh, McElvain, their quarterback, who is a bit of a dual threat and showed some ability to run the ball last year. Not really his go-to, but he still does have that athletic ability to run the ball if he needs to. He had 600 and uh, sorry, 376 yards rather was mixing that up with his gain, not his net yardage, but McElvain talented guy. I'm going to get to him in a second. The one thing that I think is really key for this team is that their best players are returning for them. Um, you see Isaiah Weston coming back. He was a key contributor at receiver. 43 receptions, 1,053 yards, and 10 touchdowns. That was as a sophomore, so we can get even more production from him because he was able to be such a huge impact as a receiver last season. But then defensively, you're getting back Bryce Flater, who had 143 tackles. You're also getting back Ellerson Smith, who was first-team all-conference, had two, uh, 21.5 tackles for loss and 14 sacks. You're also getting back Omar Brown, who was a true freshman last year, had six mm. picks. Mm. And then I could keep going down this list. You have so many defensive linemen and contributors at the linebacker position that are coming back for this team that have extra years of eligibility. They're only going to get better. They're only going to improve. Going to improve, and I fully expect this defense to be top five in the country, if not the best or second best in their conference, because of all these big, huge players that are coming back from them. Uh, for them, the only thing I really think that they need to improve on, though, Sean, is that they did look a little bit sloppy last year facing top five opponents. So what I'm referring to is no points scored against JMU, losing 17 to nothing. That's over. You can't do that. Uh, you also lost North Dakota State in in the middle of the season, 46 to 14. That is a huge loss. And then a uh, double digit loss to Weber State on September 28th when they were the fifth ranked team, 29 to 17. So they stepped up and looked really, really good against all of these teams that they were facing, including Iowa State, who they went into triple overtime with. But they were not able to stand up and step up to the challenge against the best teams at the FCS level. They right. need to take that step forward offensively besides just being good at running the ball. And I think what's going to come with that is McElvain stepping up and being more consistent as a passer. Will McElvain last year only completed 53% of his passes. He needs to take a huge step forward. Not a ton of turnovers, only seven interceptions. Uh, decent passing production, uh, 2,778 yards, and 20 touchdowns is really good for him as a, a redshirt sophomore. So I think he's going to take that step forward, but if this offense wants to continue to get productive, he needs to improve as a passer. Otherwise, they're going to continue to post donuts in the box score against really good defensive teams. I, I uh, mean, just, you, you yeah, go, no, go ahead. Where are you I was say? saying the three of those teams that you rattled off were in the semifinals that yes. they lost to, but 
every team is in this thing not just to make the playoffs but to win the championship. Mm. So it, we're yeah. past just having UNI looking for them to make the playoffs. They've proven that. It's time for them to start developing and readying up for a true championship run. Yeah, Northern Iowa, we've been talking about them for so long in this past year, our first year covering, we just kept talking about them, how they were a good team, but what are they doing to actually take that step forward and be a top team in their conference and then also a top team in the country? They have the capability to do it. They just need to take that step forward, and this is the year for them to do that because all those guys that I talked not all of them, but most of those guys I talked about that are returning are going to be seniors. So once those guys are gone, then you're going to start to have those holes. But when you're talking about recruiting, and going off of 24-7's rankings, they had a pretty good haul for players. They had a number of three-star recruits, including um, Devonashe Harden, who is an athlete but is listed as a dual-threat quarterback. Uh, Jalen Richardson, also listed as an athlete, three-star guy. Gunnar Kylan, uh, offensive center, 6'6", 280, huge guy, probably going to project better at a guard or maybe even tackle. Also bringing in Jace uh uh, Andrag, three-star receiver, 6'2", 196. And the last three-star guy that they got it was Isaiah Green, uh, strong side defensive end, 6'1", 240. All young guys that probably don't even need to play but will have plenty of time to develop. And then to fix the fact that they're currently going to be losing their lead running back, Trevor Allen, they went and got themselves a transfer from Kansas, three-star Dominic Williams, Five foot eight, one eighty five, and they also got themselves another receiver with Quan Hampton. So they're not really losing a whole lot, like I've been talking about. Trevor Allen's really the most notable guy. They're also losing their second leading receiver, Jalen James. They're leading their losing their second leading tackler, uh, Christian Jagan, and then also their left guard, Scott Brown. But I think that all the stuff that they're getting and all the guys that are returning, there's really no concern like I would have with Southeast Louisiana State. I can see that point that you're making. It's just I think that you have to score points to to win football games, and I know that you and I is trying to do that, and they tried to do that, and they did score points last year. But I, I see southeastern Louisiana as a team that can score and that can move the rock. So that's why I, I if we're comparing these two, I mean, they're two very different comparisons. You have one a team in UNI that is dominant defensively and one team in southeastern Louisiana who is dominant offensively. And now it's just a matter of replacing the seniors and getting these new players and new prospects and commits to buy in quickly and make an impact as soon as they can. Yeah, we'll have to see where things play out. I just do think that that UNI has a slightly better advantage right now, especially because how much they knocked recruiting out of the park. They had a handful of three-star guys in Southeast Louisiana only was able to rack in two. I, I don't think that you could still end up getting better production from no star ranked guys than three star ranked guys. But I just think that that is a bit of a, a slight advantage for them. Speaking of advantages though, Sean, right mm. now you should keep your eye out. If you're still looking to make some money where plenty of us are sitting at home right now. And some people are looking to make a little extra cash there might not be sports to watch, but there's still other ways that you can bet and make money. You can do that at Bet Online while you're waiting out this current quarantine situation. So head on over to betonline.com. Currently, there's no NBA, NHL, or MLB. You might think there's nothing to bet on. However, 
BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. I mean, heck, if I lo- love gambling and I don't have the opportunity to bet on these games, I'd be going and taking a look at this poker and blackjack stuff. Also, sports aren't totally done. There's still mixed martial arts. You can also bet on things like American Idol, uh, the elections coming up, the spelling bee, and also the a $750,000 poker series as well. There's fun to be had, so go on over to betonline.ag and use their promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, the fun never ends. Very nice. We are all bored out of our minds, and some of us on this show might actually go dabble in a little uh, extracurricular activities. Yes, be- because you're a degenerate, and you have you you can't go to the casino, which is just ridden with with disease and germs and cigarette smoke. I am the MGM's worst nightmare. <laughs> it's still in the green, man. That's all I want to be. I just want to be up on them. So are you gonna are you gonna create your own casino in your basement? You're just gonna uh, light a bunch of cigarettes and and you know let them go off and uh... light a cigarette in this house. <laughs> you oh I, I have a. I'm saying to create that you got to create that feeling. You're gonna dress up in a suit and then log on to bed online. Is that what you're gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. I have a story that I might have to share for another show. That okay. You just inspired me of. Um, Save it for get to the point. I will. I will. Uh, okay. I think. All right, Joe. Can you uh, hit us with some housekeeping? Yes. Be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it. Also, Art19. Wherever you can find a podcast, we are likely there. But if you still can't find us, go to believe.com, spelled B L E A V, dot com, to find our show as well as a number of other amazing shows. Also, go follow us on social media. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon. You can follow Sean at uh sanderson radio and you can also go follow yeah i don't even i almost (laughs) completely stumbled through that uh you can also go follow believe podcast at b-l-e-a-v podcast on instagram and twitter have a wonderful rest of your week folks Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.